There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now stop beating your gums and sound the attack. Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to another episode of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. In fact, this would be the sixth episode of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in and being with us, and we do welcome back a very special guest for another guest appearance. His, his fifth out of uh, the six possible episodes. <laughs> this is James Baisley. Welcome back, James. Thank you, Basil. guys. Not a bad Mitchell. strike rate for a guest, I've got to say. Yeah, good to be back as a guest. fifth guest appearance. Mm. Mitch is also here, obviously, as per usual, staple part yep. of the show. And then, boys, today, wow. Well, I mean, we look around and just crisp sound, very crisp sound. Jack crisp sound. And it just <laughs> has not taken long to get a sponsor on board. And N. Reid has just wow. come on and, oh, he's put on a clinic. There's wires going everywhere. Absolute clinic. There's also a random piece of garlic bread. I'm unsure of what that's doing. It's a little snack for later. That's all right. All right, play on. What about triple down microphone count? <laughs> that's right. Everyone has a microphone, so we'll actually hear each other normally this time. Nate, you've contributed a huge amount. I know you can't reply because you're the only person here without a microphone, but um, but we do appreciate it a great deal. Thank you. Uh, Baze, we, me and Mitch don't want to talk about fantasy at all. Oh, why uh, is that? Well, because we so suck is the main reason. Yep. Um, so well, I sort of concentrated more on draft this year, I reckon, instead of classic. Oh, well, that's <laughs> the one thing we can talk about because <laughs> yeah, right. I dusted you in draft this oh, week. Oh, so I can't even talk about that. That's a nightmare. Uh, but Baze, we're actually sitting with fantasy royalty tonight, as it turns out. You um, you put on a clinic on the weekend. What did you finish for the round? I finished... 265th for the round, which is a, it's a good effort, isn't it? It's a great effort. And uh, 85 points, 85 points short of the cash. That is royalty. Well, that's is, royalty. Yeah. That's, that's right up there. Yeah. No, that's a good effort. Obviously, you got rid of Angus Brayshaw after our song last week. Got rid of Angus Brayshaw, took a week to Sydney to go to a little AFL fantasy conference, Anonymous. <laughs> you come back uh, as an absolute Jedi. Absolute guru. <laughs> Literally the Yoda of AFL fantasy. Uh, yeah, the Yodes. <laughs> what did you end up with, Gibbs? Uh, ended up with just 2-6-10, two, two, mate. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah boys, had a ripper. Um in terms of the, our league, our, our Tigers league, which you guys aren't a part of anymore, <laughs> unlucky. Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. I'm into the semi-finals. I actually got a week off this week, so um, boys will be down the beach having a rest. 
Um, the masseuses will be out. Re- us all rub recovery week. Um, so a few lattes by the beach this week, boys, and it'll be nice and fresh for the prelims the week after. How nice. A stress-free round for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's unreal scenes. Um, yeah, well, it'd be nice to be a part of. Unfortunately, I'm, uh, I'm not. I actually had my best round of the season, too, straight after I was eliminated. 2 4 two, eight, boys. Get around me. I've just cracked. Um, I'm into the 17,000s. <laughs> It's a serious good effort. Mm. Skin? There you go. Um, I've, I think I've probably had my best round of the season as well, but with a measly 2,379. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Very good. Well, that's about as much fantasy talk as I can handle, that's for sure. Uh, well enough. done, Bo. It's great to be in your presence. Um, I'll tell you what, actually, <laughs> there is one more bit that I do need to talk about. This injury tag thing that they've started doing on the AFL app is wigging me out. Have you seen that? You don't no. check it as religiously oh, as actually, I actually, I think I did see that. It says Pat that Cripps. half the players are injured. It freaks me out every time. It's like there's only 16 players left on the field. Every time someone comes to the bench, they'd say that it's injured <laughs> on the AFL app. It's an absolute nightmare. Yeah, right. um, it's probably a feature to work on for next season then. I know, but then, like, obviously, you it, you can't distinguish. It's like the boy who cried wolf, then Dane Zorko actually was injured on the weekend, um, which was a debacle, and mm. he's still injured, actually. What's he done? He's Is that a hammy, I think? Yeah, hammy. Stiff, we yeah. might as well One talk the about the Lions while we're on it. Seven in a row, boys. Have not <laughs> lost a game since we got the chocolates, started making podcasts. There you go. Well, we've found the algorithm. Yeah. Mm. That's but hardly a that coincidence. That can't be a coincidence. Oh, I I we'll have to explore that on Skin Stats one week. Oh, a little plug for your own <laughs> segment. <I> like <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, no, boys. Lions cooking. Still a couple of very tough games to go, obviously, Geelong and Richmond. But uh, pleasure to watch at the moment. So if you are in Brisbane, get yourself to the Gabba. Uh, they are putting on a clinic. That is for sure. Boys, uh, the next thing that I, we did want to talk about, mainly because... Even though our episode went for two hours and 22 minutes last week, we didn't get time to talk about the uh, <laughs> the swimming issue that we were meant to cover. Um, so, Baze, can you keep us on track this week? Because you went away and, honestly, we spoke for so long, like too long. Mitch came out of his shell. He just started yeah. speaking out all of a sudden. Unbelievable. Mm. Not heard of. Yeah, I'll keep us on track. Boys, yeah, can't do that. Loose. Um, so, boys, basically what I wanted to speak about, we obviously covered the Mac Horton protest in uh, potentially episode four. They all blend into one now that we've done so many. Mm, yeah, really getting out of hand. <laughs> yeah, that's right, hard to keep up with. Uh, but we did speak about his stance. Uh, obviously, after that, uh, Shana Jack has now tested positive to a banned substance, uh, which we have sort of talked about a little bit on our social media streams on Instagram in particular. Um, but she's obviously denying or certainly claiming that she hasn't intentionally taken the drug. Um, what are your thoughts here, boys? It, it, I guess there has actually been stories in the past where uh, this particular drug, because it's a bodybuilding drug, it's meant to be the dream drug for bodybuilders, but uh, UFC fighters actually got off a case similar to this on the basis of it wasn't actually labelled, uh, it wasn't stated on the label, that it was an ingredient. Um, and I guess Shana Jack's probably looking for a similar sort of argument to uh, to get herself off of this particular accusation as well. Um, but it, I mean, it doesn't sound great, does it? Really, for her? No, it doesn't. Doesn't look great at all. And it was, it was definitely bad timing, given the Macaulay situation, <laughs> um, which obviously wasn't a great look. And then the press, obviously driving um, that the Aussie swimmers were hypocrites and whatnot. But um, I don't know. Yeah, obviously, she's innocent until proven guilty, boys, isn't she? So yeah, that's right. That's the uh, that's the society that we're built upon again. 
yeah. mentioned yeah. that before, you would think, but these do, these things do uh, tend to be <laughs> shaking your head for. Have we mentioned that before? We're not a legal podcast, are we? No, we cover everything, Skin. Come on, okay. yeah, pigeonhole right. us. Carry on. Um, yeah, but we, <laughs> we've certainly seen a, uh, an interview with Mac Horton recently. He came out and um, he sort of sat in an interview. The very first question was, why did you want to do this interview? Um and his answer, what was his answer? I don't know. Oh, I don't As I was watching know. it, yeah. I think Nathan said money. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the answer that answer. stuck in my head. That was probably the actual truthful answer. Uh, but he, he sort of came out and and, uh, and said that he wouldn't have changed his stance. He reckons that what he stands for is what he stands for and it, it wouldn't have had an impact even if he had have known that Shana Jack had also tested positive despite the fact that she was in the Australian team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's obviously something that he's feels very very strongly about there's no question and i don't understand why like why the press would would imply that that um suggests that australian sports are hypocrites i don't think mac horton would be speaking on behalf of the entire country when he when he makes a protest against against drug use in sport would you think no i wouldn't have thought so i'm sure there's probably plenty of people that probably disagree but we we actually heard the fact that there were plenty of people that disagreed with what he said and then a lot of people that um, that do probably actually just sit behind closed doors and, and bag the people that are testing positive uh, and never do anything about it. So there was plenty of people that probably got around him as well and thought that it was brilliant that he stood up for what he believes in. So, again, we, we do tend to do a lot of sitting on the fence um, <laughs> in this particular podcast, uh, but I think it's so difficult to have a definitive opinion either way here without mm. with so many details being withheld from us. Yeah, exactly. Especially when Absolutely. we, yeah, we don't for actually sure. know the result of the Shane and Jack investigation at all, anyway. No, we, and so. we probably won't for some time. That's the yeah. annoying thing. Um, but you know, I, I do think it's going to be difficult to prove that someone spiked a uh, drink with that particular bodybuilding substance. Mm. Yes. So she's probably going to have to go down the road of uh, this was in the product that I did not think it was in. Mm, and yeah. it wasn't labelled correctly. Um, Mac Horton was then pushed, boys, on uh, on a percentage that he would say uh, was, you know, how many swimmers were actually not clean in the sport. And the interviewer pushed him for an answer, um, but he was uh, he was not able to give a percentage. He just simply responded with a lot. Mm. Surprising or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. To me, it's surprising because. Yeah. You sort of professional up. athletes, you'd think that um, with the profile they have, they'd be able to, you know, be fair and stick by the rules. I think, but mm. you sort of operate under the assumption that professional athletes just do it through hard work and stuff, not by cheating, don't you? Mm. That's what you'd like to think, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was quite surprised. Yeah, well, I'll tell yeah, you what won't surprise your skin is that uh, he would not give a percentage, but someone who does regularly give percentages and plenty of facts uh, is yourself, Little Skin, in a segment that we affectionately call Skin Stats. You're not wrong. How about the segue? Mm, I would have liked you to give me a little bit more of a gap there so I could play the jingle, but that's fine. Cut it yeah, off. Yeah, okay, that's all right. Mm, get stuck in, Skin. You've, uh, you've been hit hard with a couple of emails. I have. And by a couple of emails, you've been one email, <laughs> <laughs> as per usual. So we've got an email from... 
from one of these mates, I believe, over in America, Christopher O'Brien. Oh, what a man. Yeah. Good bloke. Very good fella. Um, and he's, yeah, obviously being in America is, I assume, watching a fair bit of NFL at the moment. Um, the and, sport that we're absolute gurus at. Yes, really a sport I'm an expert in, you know. Uh, so he sent in a couple of questions um, about NFL for me to look into. And it's been particularly challenging because I've had to Google every single term that I stumble across because I've never watched a game of NFL in my life. But I've had a crack and we'll see what see how we go. Um, the particular question was he was asking about an Aussie punter who is playing for the Seattle Seahawks at the moment. What's his name? Michael Dixon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. good yeah. bloke. Had him. a lot to do with him. Mm. Seen him play a very good player. Yeah? No idea. No, me neither. No, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, but he, he's a punter. Yeah, uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. Which, Not as in a punter like he likes gambling. Actually. Yeah, no, that's what I thought at first. I, would, I <laughs> that would have been a great. Yeah, segment. I literally had to Google every phrase in Chris's email to figure out exactly what I was trying to investigate. But Jeez, turns out, so that's another bit of overtime you've put in yeah, for the podcast. Yeah, really, really working hard over here. But um, get it on your anyways, time sheet. Yeah, well, anyways, turns out a punter is like, like a drop punter. He, he kicks the ball in the field of play. I, t- I think it's a different role to kicking conversions and kickoffs and mm, things. It is, it's, absolutely. Yeah. I actually know enough to know that that is true. Yeah, that's it's true. A, yeah, right. General play kicker. So he goes out for one time every 24 minutes and bombs it as far as he can, is the way I understand it. Yeah, that was Gets my a couple of mil a year for that. Yeah. It's cut her up. Anyways, so Chris... So this bloke is an Aussie, so Chris is interested to see how he stacks up against the other punters in the competition, right? And he wants to know particularly in terms of inside 20s and average punting distance. And again, I've had to Google both of those things, but it's come to my attention that inside 20s is sort of the holy grail of of NFL punting is my understanding. It's sort of the goal is, is a high inside 20 percentage, um, which... Lethal, do you know any more about no, NFL to explain? No, 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 keep carry on. Well, help. No, no, yeah, well, I'll have a crack. Um, no. I, understand. I think it's sort of like in NRL, it would be the equivalent of like kicking a ball and getting someone tackled in goal sort of oh, thing. So you're trying to, yeah. One of my you're trying skills. to prevent, you're trying to reduce the number of meters that they can return on you effectively. Yeah. That makes a fair bit of sense. Yeah. Right. Yep. With you, carry on with yeah. you. Lesson. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I've had a look into into um, Michael Dixon's stats and found that in terms of average distance, he, he's going quite well. Um, is he averages forty eight point two yards per punt? Again, as opposed three feet, maybe I don't know. Um, as opposed to the average of forty five point two seven for the comp, that's, so he's in. That's three subway sandwiches. <laughs> 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 oh, that's my general lunch. <laughs> so, so he's going, he's second overall. He's in the top three percent. So he's going well on average yards per punt. Um, and apparently, there's a difference between gross average and net average. There's two types of averages. One is just how far you kick it, and one takes into account how many meters are returned on your punts. I always thought that one is, was before tax and one was after tax. Yeah, that's all I knew as well. But apparently not. Okay. Yeah, totally different. Right thing in the NFL. Anyways. 
Um, so he's going well on both. He's, so his gross average is, is 48.2 above the average of 45.2 and his net average, so accounting for how many metres are returned on his punts, is 43.7 versus 41.57. So he's he's good. He's uh, got, a, got a big old boot. Tell me this, um, and I'm unsure because this is an off-the-cuff question. Yeah, here we go. This should be good. <laughs> how does he stack up in terms of, like, how good is he compared to other punters? Oof. Above average, <laughs> I just said. yeah, but don't you have in like the, a ranking? Like is he in he's, top he's two or second? Something? Yeah, I said. Did I not say that? I said yeah, he's, he's second it, in the Lethal, top. You've lost that. Jeez, what's going on with these headphones? I can't hear a thing. <laughs> so he's second in the t- second overall. Is in the top three percent. Okay, but he's not so good on the inside twenties front. He's kicked well. To be fair, he's kicked twenty eight for the entire season which is above average, but that is more just a suggestion of he's had more punts than most punters, which apparently is not a great thing. You don't want to be kicking the ball too often. Does that mean his team NFL. sucks? Yeah, so his team's not great. Okay. He's kicked. He's had to kick a lot. Yeah, um, similar to my fantasy team. Got it. Yes, correct. <laughs> and and of the of the 78 kicks he's had, he had, is only getting an inside 20 35.9% of the time versus 38%, which is the average. Um, which puts him, puts him in the top 40% basically so he's not phenomenal on the inside 20 front old Michael mm, unfortunately well, I mean that is an area that's letting him down yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I'm lost. I've got nothing to give here I'm so sorry Skinner. I love the well, fact that I'm oh, sorry I know you know go on I really love the fact that you've responded to the viewers you know that well they're probably not viewers because it's a podcast but listeners mm-hmm. um, you've responded to the email I mean there is a lot for you to trawl through as we've yeah. established and the fact that you've still managed to sort of go outside our comfort zone and, and establish something that contributes to general society there is a magnificent effort on your part. Thanks. And I will say, I, yeah, I, we know nothing about NFL if we haven't clarified that already, but it was good to, it was good to learn about. I enjoyed the question. It was like... You'd be getting your NFL live pass this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm a couple I'm inside 20s. You would definitely not. You'd save money at every possible opportunity. Yeah, no, that was blatant know. live pass. Okay. That's might at least watch a, watch a few highlights on Foxtel Sports or something like that, but you never know. Absolutely. Is Valentine home still playing? Couldn't tell you. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> oh, All right, carrying on. Um, You're still going. Huh? No, no, as in carrying on, as in let's move on from this segment. Oh, but, right. uh, no, geez, no, are you taking the lead as well, Skin? Uh, I'm, I'm going to kick that well, out of my segment. I'm telling you when I'm done and I'm done. Okay, right. Well, but anyways, I would just, said that. just encourage, encourage the viewers to hit us up with more questions for next week because that, that was informative. That was nice to sit back and learn about. Maybe we can have a few mentions of other sports yeah. every now and then in the future. Oh, I'm sure now that we Baz know NFL exists. And Baz, yeah. yeah, a couple of good ones. Yeah, used to get quite NFL. a Baz has got some lacrosse stats for us. You used to get very into your chess at one stage. Love a chess game. (laughs) You weren't particularly good with some stats on that. (laughs) I did do it. I was all right. Um, Different debate. Does chess count as a sport or not? Yeah, I'm counting it. Yeah, I'm counting it. It's competitive. Okay, well, because you two counted it, I'm not counting it. All right. (laughs) Just to disagree with you. It's our first disagreement on the show. Next. Rightio, boys, uh, this is probably going to take up the main part of this week's episode, let's be honest. Um, we're currently sitting here and we're trying to sort of watch the cricket at the same time as record our podcast. Yes. Um, James, you got an update for us, a score update? Sure do. Uh, England are one for 43. Right. With Cummins getting the first wicket this morning. Rory Burns caught line by Cummins for 11. Take. That's Perfect. Very good news. 
Okay, excellent. Uh, so that'll be something that we'll continue to follow throughout the evening. But boys, as a couple of, you know, given the fact that we are uh, straight into the ashes, there is a few things that we need to discuss here. I've got a long list for you. So if you hate cricket... <coughs> Fast forward a little bit. Potentially yeah. fast forward yeah. <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, but let's get through it. Okay. Uh, boys, the first thing, um, <laughs> the umpiring decisions in this game. I, I hate that we sort of get on here and, and we have been positive about the umpires sometimes. We talked about the wedding um, yeah. and engagement uh, for the AFL umpires. So credit where it's due, when it's due. Uh, on this occasion, it's definitely not. The, there has been 15 or 16 decisions that they have genuinely gotten wrong, blatantly wrong. Uh, overturned on review, sometimes not overturned on review mm. because people are too freaked out to burn their review. Yeah. Uh, but they have definitely got more wrong than right, you would have to say. Yeah, you would. It's not been a great display of umpiring. No, not the best. And I mean, I don't feel bad saying that because I actually am the only one of us three that has qualified as an umpire. Oh, are you? Really? Yeah. I got up to fourth oh, grade, boys. When yeah, I had a knee reconstruction, this. I was a genuinely good umpire. I never got one wrong. <laughs> never got one wrong. No. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> would be going over from your end. Eh? <laughs> Correct. Actually, I think Can I got we... like a complaint put in against me because I checked Facebook mid-game when I was at Square Leg umpiring, <laughs> which was probably not my best. Probably can't do that. Can I bring awesome. up one story from your umpiring career that I've just remembered? Oh, great. You're coming home one day and telling me about an LBW shout that you reckon was... Dead plum, mm. uh, but for whatever reason, no one appealed. Yeah, and you've started putting up your finger, anyways. Correct. And then they've appealed. I remember and, this? And you've had to give it out. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad time. So probably, I mean, you are the most qualified umpire of the three of us, but, mm. but probably slightly different to the yeah. Test cricket, I would think. That stumps on your career. <laughs> <laughs> Call stumps, Lethal. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah. Fair enough. As I've said the whole time. In this particular episode, very tough job. The umpires, everyone, stop getting into <laughs> They've done a really good job, and good luck for next test. Um, please, we got through that, uh, boys. Can we talk about Steve Smith? This mm. guy is a genuine genius. He's. I thought you were going to give me more there, James. No, no, you keep going. Okay. Uh, I just feel like I often talk about him, but he is a genuine genius. The guy. Mm. Um, proper player he's been out of the game for a year well not really out of the game but certainly out of test cricket yep. not able to play he's come back and gone twin centuries twin hundreds 100 mm-hmm. in each innings which is the first player to do that in an Ashes test since Matthew Hayden in 2002 twin 140s twin 140s yeah, big hundreds big hundreds he just doesn't get bored of batting nah. there were times when we were watching him last night oh. where he was leaving the oh. ball Baz and I were watching he was leaving it and it honestly looked like he was disinterested with what was happening so, he was just like you guys aren't good you guys are not very good you're bowling wide line Yorkers and I'm just like this is disgraceful it's exactly right it's crazy to just think how much time he has yeah and with one of the strangest Techniques, you would have to say. Like, you're not, yeah. that's not what I got taught ever. No, that's all. not out of the textbook, is it? Oh, just at which stage, like, in all of my shadow batting that I do at home, I've never just felt the need to even try that as a technique. How did he stumble across it as something that he would, would work? But just when he hits the ball, he's actually in amazing positions to make contact. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you break his technique down a little bit further, it does the fundamentals really well. Yeah. In terms of head position, playing the ball late, not overcommitting his front pad, um, just extremely skillful and 
patient. I think his technique's actually really good. I mean, you can't, to me, you can't keep going on about this. Oh, Steve Smith, why would you bat like that? His technique, well, please. Mm. He averages 65 in test cricket and now he's being, he's being like lauded the best since Bradman nearly. That's what's happening now. So you can't say your technique's wrong when he does that. It's just different yeah, but yeah. very different but he gets yeah, his obviously doing head the in the right position and mm-hmm. and everything and his bat and it's actually when you actually look at it it's actually a simple technique isn't it well he seems to be able to replicate it he can do ev- he can play every shot from the position he gets into after his trigger mm-hmm. yeah. including like the overhead serve down the ground <laughs> exactly <laughs> todd woodbridge style oh, he's also Toddy. been hosting the ashes which has been interesting but <laughs> all the little nutty through the legs he loves that oh, what yeah, about the piece of commentary last night lethal when we we're watching and it was about 120 not out yeah and the commentator oh, suggested amazing. Yeah. um that a yorker would probably do the job and that England have, haven't bowled any Yorkers during the day, and that's been an absolute disgrace. <laughs> Pretty uh, sure Yorkers are not going to do a great job in the 65th over with an old soapy ball. It's Steve Smith on 120, I reckon he can probably hit a Yorker. <laughs> not too Just bad. Drop the bat on <laughs> He hasn't like first come to the crease, and it's at 160 kilometers per hour. It's probably a bit different, um, but I think you probably. Like clutching at straws If you need to go The Yorker situation When he's on 120 Bit of death bowling In the 40th over Of a test match No he could probably Ramp it yeah. <laughs> Just do something rogue And he was unbelievable um, <clears throat> So is he the best Since Bradman boys? Oh Yeah, yeah Has to be probably, yeah, probably There's always this Massive debate about like And we're never going to Solve it But there's always Huge debate about You know Bradman Versus Modern day cricketers mm. have the bowlers improved. Was he facing underarm deliveries? Was the fact that he had uncovered wickets was it made, did it make it so much harder? Like these are yeah. all questions that we're never really going to know the answer to. And plenty of people will sit there and say Steve Smith would be far better than Bradman. Like obviously facing those particular bowlers. Yeah. Um, but obviously it's never something that we can prove. But I mean, regardless, like we've we've played some not great levels of cricket at times and still definitely not average 99.94. So I still think Bradman was quite a cricketer. It's probably going all right. <laughs> Just yeah, very tough to compare the two, I guess. But yeah. I mean, comparing Smith to, to other sort of more modern day cricketers, you struggle to think of anyone who's on the same sort of level, wouldn't you? Well, to give you an indication, if he scores 60, his average goes down. Yes. If I score 60, my average doubles. Yes. My <laughs> average... Yours quadruples. Yeah. <laughs> you just got sixty. You've got your season tally. That's <laughs> yeah, an amazing. I mean, he has to be surely discussed as one of the best batsmen ever seen. You would think. Yeah, correct. Um, and pretty awesome to. I don't know to like the whole story about coming in as a bloody number eight batsman bowling terrible leg spin. Then mm. it was all a bit of a joke and. Yeah, absolutely. It certainly proved a lot of people wrong. He copped some heat. Like he copped some heat at the start too for being selected. Prematurely, like, mm. which was obviously not his fault. He doesn't pick the teams from last time I checked. Yeah, no, um, not. But he, you know, he definitely there was plenty of people that were out to get him and said he's not ready and he's not a good player and blah blah blah. And to see what he is now, I think is a, a serious story. And then probably from, you know, what's happened to him more recently as well, boys. We obviously weren't. Uh, we got the chocolates wasn't in existence uh, at the time when the ball tampering mm. saga happened last year, but. Uh, he's, you know, he's been dragged over the coals for that, really. Um, and then to come back and, and do what he's done in his first test back is, is pretty impressive. I, and I still think that 
Thanks for that skin. Just on, right. on silent if you could. Thanks. Um, yeah, I still think that there's so many. It, it actually makes me a bit sad. The, still the flack that he cops uh, from the crowds. Obviously, the English crowds, you'd probably have to expect that. Uh, they're going to boo him and, and whatever else and the yellow sandpaper in the crowd and stuff. For who knows how long that's going to last. But even like, you know, some of the media and stuff over there saying that he should have been banned for life. And, yeah. Um, just at what point do we say, okay, well, he served his ban. Let's let's give him a break. The guy's a gun. Yeah. And particularly when of the three blokes involved, he probably had the smallest role in the incident. Exactly he? right, yeah. yeah. And again, this is not something that we have all the details to. You would love to know what actually happened in the dressing room that particular day. Yeah. Uh, that would be magnificent to know. We probably don't. But you'd have to think that Smith is probably fallen on his sword a bit simply for the leadership position that yeah, he was exactly. in um and then now he's getting bagged for like he made a fielding change the other day like just and then in the media it's it was ridiculous who's captaining who's captaining like let tim Payne do it you there's a reason you're not captaining it's ridiculous crazy mate like the, the, so bad the people that comment on these things just obviously yeah. have no cricket yeah just <laughs> knowledge whatsoever um, but, and I mean that on two fronts Like A If you've got Like we play games At Redlands Where Jimmy and Marnus Will come back To play first grade For Redlands mm. uh, And if you Like I mean Marnus pretty much Takes over There's no question <laughs> But you'd be crazy To just go Nah that's alright I'll take it from here Thanks I've got it Like the guy's A good cricketer And played Very good levels Of cricket yeah. Why would you not Want to take that experience And take it on board And use some of it And you know Like we play in we play in games where like if James is bowling, he's obviously going to make some fielding changes like without consulting me first. We don't do a quick questionnaire and take a vote. Yeah. It's just we move people based on where we think they need to be for which particular delivery we're bowling or what our plan is. Like, you know, there's one person that's a skipper, but he's not the only person that tells people which blade of grass to stand yeah, on. No, no. And well, I'm not the only person that can come up with a plan for how you're going to get a bloke out. Like if you're relying on one person and he just doesn't think of the correct idea, then you're, just, you're going to be bowling all day. Mm, absolutely. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, and, and then the other one that they sort of comment on, but it's strong there again, um, just getting some recognition from our tech guy. <laughs> just got to keep him awake there. Um, yeah, and the other one that sort of annoys me is that just even in the in the whole ball tampering situation, I know this is a long time ago now, so it's not particularly relevant, but it's obviously coming, uh, you know, being brought up again based on how well Steve Smith's done since he's been back. Is that that ball tampering that they were banned for? That was not an ICC cricket ban. That was a Cricket Australia ban that they mm. put in place for one year for Steve Smith and for David Warner. And I think that that is, if you look at the history of ball tampering, I know that what they did was quite extreme. Um, but there was definitely a guy down in Adelaide who, when I was there, that got caught doing exactly the same thing. And he literally played the next week. Like, like there's, there's not great consistency. I mean, the game is built around, in my opinion, the game's been built around for a long time, altering the condition of the ball to, to make it easier for you to uh, get wickets and that's not necessarily I'm not saying bring sandpaper out onto the field but the way that we shine the ball the way that you throw the ball into the dirt try and get, get it to go reverse like these are things that happen every week yes and not in international cricket in actually 
lower grade cricket as well. Yeah, that's right. It's funny you say that. I'm just looking at your three West Torrens, uh, Adelaide first grade premiership <laughs> trophies right here, mate, and uh, it's all coming together for me. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not West Torrens based, just to clarify that. Um, but I've definitely been told of a story at another club that I played at uh, where one of uh, our players that was on debut uh, for the club was told by one of our experienced bowlers uh, obviously who quite liked the ball to swing and found it helpful for his wicket tally uh, <laughs> that if someone was to be dispatched on the road after uh, after the ball had stopped swinging conventionally for us that if they didn't elect to scratch it on the bitumen and seek that and seize that opportunity that they most certainly would never be playing first grade again um, so I mean yeah. Jeez, what if he was bowling the ball that was getting dispatched onto the road yeah, still had to scratch <laughs> oh, and he probably bowled some of those balls on purpose Inten- to make sure intentional, that they intentional waist high bugger <laughs> yeah, intentional long hop to oh, sure well looks out like out Mitch is playing second grade this week didn't scrap it <laughs> But, but I mean, that's a story. Like, um, that's a story. I was a, I was a leader at that club. Like, I was captain of that club. Obviously, behind the stumps, uh, and I didn't know anything about that. Like, these are stories that you hear about afterwards from people that genuinely think that they've helped you out. Like, that they've helped the team and 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 done something positive for you. We've heard other stories where, uh, where a ball's been, you know, that we didn't have swinging, uh, was hit into the reeds near the field that we were playing at, and, and obviously that particular person that went and fetched it, uh, he decided that this ball was doing nothing. He found the ball, but he threw it back into the creek so that we didn't have to use it again and we could try our luck with a new one to see if that one might swing. Um, and I don't... And, and this is I'm where I dispute... Theory. Exactly. Unplayable lie. That's right. <laughs> and this is this is where I dispute the fact that people... The water has it. Oh, take a drop. Exactly. <laughs> Two shot penalty. <laughs> But the point I'm making here, I think, is twofold. Uh, you know, this is where I dispute the fact that people can sit there and say, well, absolutely everyone would have known about the ball tampering. Everyone would have been involved. Because I've just given examples of, of two cases where I didn't have a clue. I was told about it months later or, or weeks later uh, by people that thought that, hey, that might have been a good idea at the time. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily fair to say, you know, yeah, Steve Smith definitely knew exactly what was going on. Um, and the other, the other point is like because it wasn't on our team whiteboard. It wasn't something that we just talked about and went, "Hey guys, go and tamper the ball, please." Um, you know, these are stories you hear afterwards from individual players that made these choices. Uh, and I'm not saying that that was necessarily the case. Obviously, we don't know that, but I'm saying that it's definitely definitely a possibility. Um, and you know, we the second thing is that I think that this ball tampering is a, it's a great deal more common than what people think. And maybe not, as we've already said, maybe not to this extreme. Um, but, you know, Baze, we played in a game last year where a guy was allowed to wear a sweatband and shine the ball with his sweatband in plain view of the umpire. No, no, he, he didn't wear it. The sweatband was in his pocket, remember? That's right. He got, yeah. he got it out to shine the ball. He got it out to shine the ball. And the, and the yeah. umpires could see it. They knew about it. And that was that was play on. Yeah. Um, There's plenty of... When we've seen all the footage of people putting sugar in their pocket and putting lollies on the ball and trying to make the ball shine out, like, it's not a new thing to try yeah. and get the ball and, to swing. Yeah. And it's happened at international level as well. Well, there's been controversies with South Africa doing it. And, um, mm. Like, it happens often and no one's... Like, the point is no one's ever copped a 12-month ban over it sort of thing in the past, have they? Uh, no. No, they haven't. No. Not at all. Certainly not in first grade. 
Yeah, correct. <laughs> um, no, but they haven't. They haven't copped a, a ban of uh, of anything that's of that length. So I think there is just a bit of a, a, a culture issue there, I guess, um, that we're sort of dealing with. And I think within cricket, it actually needs to be made clear at all standards of cricket what our expectations are when it comes to ball tampering. If these are the type of lengthy bans that we're going to put on players that were obviously caught in this particular instance, um, then I think that that needs to be a stance across the board uh, if they really want to and, and I'm, by that I mean on an international scale from the ICC uh, if they really want to stamp out ball tampering altogether then then everyone has to be on board with this yeah absolutely and I know Baze is obviously looking awfully uncomfortable here because he's never done anything like that um, <laughs> which is which is fine it's great news uh, get me I'll, on 60 minutes with Mac Horton yeah. <laughs> Clean athletes. He's the clean. one clean athlete here. Mitch didn't even know. I was wondering, wondering why he's taken 40 wickets a season because yeah. Lethal's <laughs> getting the ball I've after him. I've got the gloves on, boys. I can't do anything. With it, honestly, I just tell people to throw it at the non-strikers in uh, yeah. as much as possible. Um, and Mitch Mitch is such a space cadet. He didn't even know you were meant to get the ball to swing. So he's just been throwing it back to the bowler without doing anything to it until <laughs> 10 years. Um, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, uh, so it, the uh, point is, I'm not advocating for taking sandpaper onto a field, and particularly, I don't think it's a great idea when there's 495 cameras out there, and you're obviously yeah, not your finest work. Yellow, yellow stuff out onto the field that's probably going to get picked up at some point. I don't think that was a great act, but I also think there wasn't an act of desperation. The fact that they wanted to win the game so badly uh, that they tried to, you know, that they did steep to that level, and I'm sure it's something that they regret a lot. Um, but they have served a, a lot of time out of the game uh, yeah. and I think that it's time that we go, you know, he doesn't need to be banned for life, he doesn't need to be put on death row, uh, just let the guy play cricket and appreciate what he's done. Yes, and enjoy watching him Very good. dominate the English bowling attack. Mm, correct. Uh, and speaking of him dominating the English bowling attack, uh, we felt that it was only fitting, obviously, because we retired from making fantasy songs because me and Mitch are not good. Uh, <laughs> we decided that it was only fitting given the week that we do write a song that is dedicated to Steve Smith uh, and I've tried to <laughs> combine that um, that particular song with a little sort of dance challenge that's going around the nation I'm not sure how current it is to be honest I've probably missed the boat by multiple months but I'm sure it would have been a big deal at some stage well uh, if it makes you feel any better I've never heard of it so I've missed the boat by significantly you, further you've missed the boat entirely yes <laughs> at least I got on it after it left at the some station. stage yeah. yeah that's right uh so the original song boys was sung by Blanco Brown uh and it is called the get up and that's what it was called uh but obviously we have definitely changed it uh, to make it a parody song about Steve Smith and it goes exactly like this. Oh wow. He's handled all that abuse. This is memorable. Well he scores runs. I'd be his batting partner. Cause Steve's runs come in a flurry. And that's a century I wanna do the Steve Smith And bat real good Quicks lose hard Cause Steve will hit a master showdown Is his favourite cricket And hits it off his legs Wow, that grip Hit it off throw down Bowls rip He'll just lean back And watch him fidget Steve Smith's a gun 
Well left, well left, well now. left, well left. Point your bat, that's right. Your bat, that's right. Look at his right hand, and it's on the wrong side. Really open shoulders. Shoulders. But he flicks and glides. Oh, he flicks and glides. Sorry, England, he's too smart. Oh, his technique's fine. Wanna, Wanna do the Steve Smith and bat real good, quicks lose heart. Cause Steve will hit him, mash his shoulder down. He's his favorite creep. And hits it off his legs, wow, that grip. Hit it. off throwdowns, bowls rip. And hit it. I just lean back and watch him fidget. No, it's simple, we can't do it. Oh, he's the best, here goes a ride. Bring some gloves down, change him 40 times. Oh, he's the best, here goes a ride. Scott a century 25 times round, around, around the ground. You go, it's time to slog the ball to cow. It disappears for fall. Wanna do the Steve Smith and bat real good quicks. Lose heart, cause Steve will hit a master showdown. He's his favorite cricket. Hits it off his legs, wow, that grip Hit it off, throw down, bowls rip hey, hits Now it. just lean back and watch him fidget Now it's a gun Alright boys, and we couldn't quite finish the entire song It honestly goes for so long and it seems to drag on for a while uh, So we just sort of cut it there But um, Mitch, uh, first of all, I probably should have notified you of um, your shock axing this week There was a lot of positive feedback for your song yeah. and your contribution So I do apologise for that That was merely the fact that you had to work overtime at your real job So mm. we uh, had to seek other options Yeah, right, no, fair enough Been made redundant, all good <laughs> And welcome back, James <laughs> Thank you, mate Obviously, great to have you back And in high Cheers. spirits which was good, contributed yeah, really good strongly. Did looking, well. Looking forward to the dance that you create for the <laughs> Steve Smith song there. Oh, well. <laughs> Where are we going to say that? Will that be up on the Instagram yeah, story? We'll get that up on Instagram. Like it does yeah, one we'll of the great... We'll on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's actually does one of the great, like, Steve Smith impersonations, so I reckon we just got to get that started. Yeah, just embrace it, Basil. You'll be right. Yeah, no worries. Just gonna... <laughs> you got a face a couple for couple inside 20s, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll be fine. Thanks, Baz. Appreciate it a great deal. All good. Excellent. Um, boys, the other thing that we do have to talk about, and because we have spoken about him once in a negative light, uh, and that is Nick Kyrgios. He has just won his sixth ATP Tour title, uh, winning the Washington Open 2019 final, 7-6, 7-6, uh, which was quite impressive. And as we have talked about, it's someone that it's only two sets. I know you look confused there. but Yeah, an, that's rattled me. So for an ATP Tour, oh, it's not like a Grand Slam, so they don't play five sets. They just play best of three sets. All right, there you go. Mm. It's all right. You stick to the NFL skin or I'll cover the tennis. All right. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> um, yeah, so he was, he's very impressive, boys. And as we spoke about, he is someone that you just love to watch because he's entertaining. Uh, when he looks like he wants to play tennis, he is a freak to watch. Uh, and including the fact that Baze, the part that you probably spoke the most fondly about uh, was his when he had match point. Fondly? Yeah, fondly. Oh, I thought it was a good band. Okay, well, that's fond, isn't it? Fondly band. Fond band. <laughs> Just tell us the story, you idiot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he was serving for the match. Um, and there was obviously this crowd behind him. So he turned around and said, like, should I serve it to the backhand or the forehand? Um, and I believe the response was, like, just go down the tee. He's like, yeah, no worries. Thanks, champ. And just aced him down the tee. Champ, and turned around, stiff. Turned around and gave him a little thanks for that. 
Um, you could be my coach if you want, because I don't have one. Yeah, you actually don't have one. Doesn't have a coach. Yeah. Um, so you put a lot, put a lot of theatre on it. Actually, don't mind it. <laughs> right. I don't know, but no, he's an entertainer. He's a yeah, great that's entertainer. right. Yeah, but the problem is that. It can be so good to watch and you want to get around him and then the next week he'll do something mind-boggling uh, that makes it sort of very hard to embrace him, that's for sure. But it's a serious roller coaster. You've got to ride it. Mm, yeah, yeah, okay. Fair yeah. enough. But we're all about him this week. There's no question. <laughs> He's the man. He's the okay. man this week. We're bagging him in the next Grand Slam, but that's all right. Yeah, well, we need him to win. Come on. It's not that hard. <laughs> the second round. Yeah, well, at least that. <laughs> Give us a couple of like, instances of getting to watch you, Nick. But he does look happy, boys. That's the thing. You watch a little NK reflecting on his uh, ATP title and he genuinely looks happy, which is what you need. Because yeah. when you see him in press conferences saying he hates tennis, it's not overly inspiring. Yeah, no, it's not ideal, is it? It certainly doesn't get my love of the sport going. Definitely not. Yeah. No, it's good to see him happy. Great to see him happy and winning. It was magnificent. Boys, the last uh, piece of news, actually, we've just seen another wicket, I think. This test, have we? Yes. Baz, what are you giving us a cricket uh, update? Sure, Skinner. Um, two for 72, boys. Jason Roy, bold line, 28. Take it and run. Long way to go. Yeah, we do need line to just bowl some serious grenades today. That would be ideal on a fifth day mm. wicket. Yeah, That's what we're hoping for. It's one of your great pieces of <laughs> statement there, Lethal. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially a poor choice of words. We really need Nathan Lyon to bowl really well here today. Oh, you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> well, we need all of them to bowl quite well, probably, uh, with the exception of maybe David Warner. A couple of Yorkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wide line Yorkers. That would be ideal. Go there nice and early because no batsman knows how to play it, according to the Channel 9 commentators. Well, actually, they're England commentators, so Sky Sports. Good. Uh, boys, and the last thing, the piece of news that we have to cover, this is breaking news only today, uh, and that is the fact that there's a big headline with Kalen Ponga chasing a four-year, $6 million deal from the Newcastle Knights. He's gone for the strong arm option. Um, his manager, probably, not Kalen, personally. Um, but he, yes, that's apparently the ultimatum that he is putting to the group and when I say the group, I mean I was strongly distracted by what Baz was showing me there. And uh, the group is a synonym for Newcastle. Makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. So how... how what, I mean, I don't know a lot about negotiating NRL contracts, but I would have thought if that's what you're demanding, that you would have at least that lined up elsewhere. What's, yeah. what's the backup well, option? You would, actually, and that's a very good point. Well, potentially does. I mean... He has been the flavour of the month this year. People have been very impressed with him. I'm <coughs> sure there's lots and lots of clubs that would be very interested in him. Um, but I actually thought that he, like his existing contract, I'm pretty sure he still has years left to run on it. So he's obviously looking to upgrade it uh, very quickly. But then like his dad was in the media earlier in the year, in the season, saying that, you know, Kalen understands that we're going to uh, we're going to discuss his contract when it's due to be discussed, and that'll mean that if he's playing well, then he'll get more money. If he's not playing well, then he'll get less money. And then four weeks later, we're chasing six million dollars. Yeah, right. well, I guess he is playing well, but that's a lot of dollar reduce. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like he's playing well, but Newcastle are losing, so 
they mm. probably can't afford to spend their entire salary cap on him and then just get volunteers to play for the other 12 <laughs> positions. <laughs> the boys, do you want to come and have a run at Newcastle? It'd be ideal. We just haven't got any money to pay you because Kalen took it. But if you just uh, pass the ball to him, we'll be right. <laughs> that's right. But he'll obviously <laughs> kick the conversions, score the tries, make the tackles, and you guys just sort of stand there. Ideally, <laughs> speed bumps in defence. <laughs> oh, that was me defending. Genuine headbutt the knees and hope they fall over. <laughs> Great tackling techniques. Um, now, boys, <laughs> this is uh, this is not a successful segue at all, um, and it's mainly because I forgot to speak about it. Uh, but I did want to get your opinion here because I had an absolute debacle occur on the weekend, and it seems to occur to me regularly, which is frustrating. Um, because you know how I'm such a calm, cool character, skin, you know, oh, strong yes. under pressure. Yep. Uh, well, this occurred on the weekend after football we played. Thanks for asking how that went, by the way. Um, uh, we should talk about that. No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> it was horrible. Okay. <laughs> um, we lost. I didn't get a kick for the first half. And in the second half, I got a few kicks, but we were already down by seven goals, so it wasn't great. Mm, that hurts. Uh, anyway, post that, we went to, obviously, this birthday uh, at... Um, one particular establishment in the city uh, and I was introduced to a girl who was obviously friends with the person whose birthday it was. Obviously. Uh, and this is not like a romantic, lovely story or anything because... Oh, the, um, shame. No, I know, this is a shame. Uh, but it literally broke down in the first four seconds of meeting her <laughs> and this happens to me all the time. I've got to get your opinion here. <laughs> what do you do when you meet a girl that's just a friend of someone else that you know? And what I mean by is... Uh, you know when we meet well, obviously not us because we're brothers but yeah, we've met each other quite a bit but if you meet someone new that's I mean this it's probably slightly stereotypical but often uh, we will always shake hands with guys correct uh, yes if we meet a new person at cricket welcome to cricket training mate yep shake hands bang very simple yep with you no one's leaning in for a kiss on the cheek oh no Unless you've got a story to tell us. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, no, I've just seen what you're going with. Oh, I, right, I get yeah, rattled just, by this often. Yeah, it's a start of click for you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, yeah, obviously it's in the genes, this particular problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, um, Dad. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm obviously, uh, I've gone for the handshake with this girl. Uh, you're looking at me like that's a terrible option. No, no, <laughs> so, okay, Yeah, so I went for the handshake. Uh, she leaned in for the kiss on the cheek. And it just ended up as sort of like a headbutt featuring awkward grab of the hand. So it mm. probably ended up as neither of the two, um, which was really hard to come back from. Like no amount of banter or excellent stories that I had to tell were ever going to sort of redeem me from that first interaction. Well, you know? she obviously liked you though, straight for the kiss on the cheek. No, I think that's just a standard yeah, thing I- that she did when she was greeting everyone. Yeah, it's, it's tough to gauge. I think that's a lot of people's just standard practice, yeah, Basil. I don't think she actually yeah, looked at me and went, man, this guy's awesome. <laughs> He's on the cheek straight His moustache has got me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think she genuinely just does that. You know how the South African friends we've got, they literally lash you straight on the lips when the first meeting. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> You've been on to Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Can you, you back me up there? They do do that. Yeah, they they do, remember they when do. I first met Manu? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> they do, they do. You, gotta, you just got to commit one way or the other, Lethal. You got to commit for the hand. Actually, but then that was my argument, but now think about it. It's hard because you did commit with a handshake. I and went hard you, with a handshake yeah, so and just got brushed. 
That's it's nothing you can do about that one, really. In my opinion, well, in I'm, future, just commit. Yeah, but I'm, mm. what I'm saying is, am I committing to a handshake, or should I commit to like an embrace, or what am I looking for? I think I've got a few theories for you. Firstly, oh, <laughs> have we got another skin stats section in the same episode? Two point oh. No, can I just ask how old was this? Was this lady? Ah, uh, she would have been early twenties. I'm going to say twenty three. And potentially eight months and right. fourteen days. Okay, well that's ruined my first theory because <laughs> I was going to say. Typically, I've found that elder people tend to go in for the kiss on right. the cheek. Very fair. Um, yep, yep. So that's thrown my theory under the bus. But yep. that's fair. Mm. Actually, yeah, that actually makes. But that's like your aunties and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Maybe maybe the theory was always cooked then. What's <laughs> a great theory? <laughs> Come on, start. But my second theory was: can the handshake? And if you just go in for a hug right. and then you can adjust when you realise they're going for a kiss on the cheek because you're already there. Oh, you're already in the vicinity. Yeah. You've got proximity on your side exactly. there. I like what you're saying. It's good because it's hard to go, but my issue is it's hard to go from a hug to a handshake because I can't like bail out and go hand back around <laughs> the front and then try and get it. Like that's I'm cooked at that stage. Yeah, right. That does ruin that theory as well. Oh, well. <laughs> That's great. Both your theories, <laughs> <laughs> they really hold up in court. Excellent. It's <laughs> oh, tough. Yeah. Good luck, Lethal. I'm just going to watch you do it next time, Baz. All right. You're a big hugger, though, aren't you? Yeah, big hugger. Yeah. Take control and commit. Yeah, Baz loves a hug. Mm. The nine foot frame. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. No one can kiss him on the cheek, so that rules out that option. So he's only got two to choose from, which helps. That's for sure. Uh, boys. That's essentially all we have time for this week. I mean, we copped a little bit of flack last week for going on for too long, so we've tried to keep it short, sharp, and shiny here. How have we gone there? What what are we at? No, we're fine. Uh, We've killed it. Uh, That's like 45. I'll add the song, probably carry the one. It'll be about 50 minutes. Yeah, all right, take that. Mm, Yeah, no issues at all. It's pretty handy. I think you're fine with the podcast. The song's already been added. They know that we put the song in later because you sound way too happy when you uh, sing it. Like it's not late at night. That's, uh, that's some of my best. <laughs> uh, Basley goes bang with the last one minute of the podcast. He said four words for the rest of it. He's working up. Basil, good to have you. Oh, thank good. Great to have you on board, man. Perfect. You just let me throw myself under the bus with every cricket club I'd play for being ball tamperers. <laughs> Said oh, nothing. Threw yourself under the bus. Oh, the club he's playing Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a different club. By the way, that was my first year down there when I played for the. I can't really name another club. <laughs> Loch Ness <laughs> Demons. Yeah, Loch Ness Demons. Loch used to sandpaper the Sharon when we played footy. <laughs> make it swing left to right. Um, anyway, and hello to those boys as well. Miss you all. Uh, fantastic skin. Where can where can people find us? Where can they be in contact? Um, obviously, the Facebook page is probably still the go-to, isn't it? I would prefer, yeah. That's where I spend yeah. most of my time at work. Yep. That's not great for your, <laughs> your boss who might be listening. <laughs> I'm uh, under the bus again. <laughs> uh, so that's the first option. We've got an Instagram page, uh, which is, I think it's just We Got The Chocolates as well, an email account. Obviously, We Got The Chocolates at Gmail, so send in any inspiration for skin stats for me, please. Skin stats and social simbin stuff. We actually do. I was meant to mention that there'll be a great social simbin in the next episode. We've stored up a couple of the articles that have been written about Steve Smith. Yeah, um, I like it. So we've got a couple of belts to go in there but yeah. we want to make it a strong segment 
I like your thoughts, Lethal. So yeah, keep sending in stuff for that. Or even even can you tag the Facebook page if you see the outrageous comment on Facebook? Or oh, something can like that? you ever? That would be magnificent, actually. That would make my job so much easier. <laughs> Good news. And yeah, obviously, podcasts are all over Spotify and Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called. And Yeah, and that's exactly what it's called. Yep, that's exactly it. <laughs> good news. So that's good. Right. Fantastic. It's getting great rap very again. Baz, any final words? No. Nah. yours. Very good. Good job, boys. <laughs> good timing. Thanks, Baz. You literally swap personalities with skin. Ninth word of the evening. Yeah, that's right. It's, skin's come yeah, out of his shirt. Yeah. You've gone back indoors. Yeah, that's fine. Skin's going well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, after yeah. all my practice last week when he was away, I'm just really, Very really strong. grown. Yeah. Awesome. Nathan, you've said as much as Baz, and you didn't even have a microphone, so it's been great having you. Uh, the sound's been fantastic, you'd have to say. I just feel like I'm clearing everyone. Wait hearing everyone so clear that's what I was trying to say there um, well we probably wrap it up there we said that we were wrapping up and we're still buffered for another six minutes so. we are good at that fantastic uh, guys that was episode six for the We Got The Chocolates podcast thank you very much for spending your evening or could potentially be your day because what happens with podcast bases they're recorded and then Oh, so then we edit them and stuff. Them yeah, stuff yeah. Oh, do we? <laughs> Even with this gear. Yeah. So, well, this pretty much does it itself, actually. Nate's about to do it. Work experience. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Guys, we'll be back with you again next week. If there's anything you want us to cover, any issues in sport that you feel like we need to know about, or anyone that deserves a social sin bidding, get around us, please, on our social media. You've been great. Good night. Thank you, Stamps. See ya. Bye. We actually did this. We only took one take on this one. Yeah, don't add it. One take. Two. Genius. Three. We did one, and then we were like, oh, we can probably make it a little bit better. So we did like another three. Okay, so that's three takes. <laughs> <laughs>